Hey everyone, welcome to the Within Her Soul podcast. I'm Jordan. And I'm Sydney. And we are two Jesus-loving women who have a lot to say about living as Christians in this modern day world. We deep dive into tough to talk about topics that we know you're battling with. We expose all things relationships, soul care, sex, healing from your past, and more. We give practical advice in these areas, but also share comedic stories of our own lessons learned and normalize what being a Christian woman in today's society is really like. So buckle up, friend. It's going to get real, real quick. Welcome back to the Within Her Soul podcast. We are so happy you're here with us this week, and we are talking about boldness and sharing the gospel and really what it takes being a Christian woman in a world who opposes the gospel, you know, and goes against it. And so we know it's hard to share, especially when it feels like no one agrees with you, or there's a lot of, you know, awkwardness and sometimes those friend groups and things like that. And so we are just going to kind of go through this, share real experiences also that we've gone through and just how to share the gospel a little bit more easily um, in your day-to-day life. So we're excited. Yeah, absolutely. And I'll be honest, like I have gone through ups and downs with this as a Christian, like sometimes in my walk, it has been super easy to share the gospel. You know, like I've had those times when I felt so confident to just literally walk up to random people when I'm out on a mission trip and share the gospel with them. But I've also had those times where I just, you know, I feel awkward or maybe don't feel very confident sharing because maybe I don't think that that person's going to be receptive to it or Maybe, you know, I want to pray for somebody and I get nervous because I'm starting to think, oh, well, what are they going to think? Do they agree with me? Do they not agree with me? Do they think this is silly? Do they think, you know, all these things. And so I think it's really good for us to learn just practical ways that um, we can share the gospel in this modern day world that aren't awkward. Not to say that we won't have to be bold sometimes because we definitely do. But um, yeah, I'm excited to kind of chat about this today and just talk about some practical ways that we can just be the light of Christ without even necessarily always having to share the gospel, like with words, if that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. And I will say like, I didn't really, I think I've all, I've always considered myself someone who shared the gospel, but it was always in the most casual way possible. Like I didn't want to put too much attention to it. I would like share the memes. I would, you know, say, you know, thank goodness for what, Jesus has done in my life. Like I've always been that kind of Christian. And so I've never been like one to oppose Jesus in my life, but I will say I I wouldn't have called myself bold. Like I wouldn't have called myself the girl that would have stood out or had been set apart from others in a moment that was needed, you know? And so I would say like that didn't really change for me until about a year ago. And um, it was actually when I did get rebaptized. I feel like that was really a pivotal moment for me where like I really wanted to just be more bold in my relationship with Christ. And um, I hadn't really decided to make that decision until it took moments where I was being mocked in my workplace for being the Christian, you know, or when my exes or other people on like Instagram would be questioning my beliefs. And it got me thinking, you know, would I continue to stay strong in my belief or would I coward, you know, would I back down and would I just not want that confrontation? Because it is, it's uncomfortable to stand up for what you believe in when you know the other person doesn't believe. And I think there's a healthy way to do that. There's a healthy way to be able to still stand up for what you believe in without feeling like you're 
you know, condemning them or um, telling them they're going to hell for it. Or, you know, we don't have to be that type of, of Christian at all. But I will say it, it was a really hard way for me to figure out how to share the gospel without being that. And like, without that, uh, what's the word? Like uh, making sure I was doing it perfectly, you know, like, cause that's the kind of person I am. I'm like, I want to make sure that everyone that hears the name of Jesus come out of my mouth accepts it. And sometimes that's not the case and that's okay, but it does take boldness and it starts with talking about it. It starts with expressing it. And so it definitely, all that really hit me last year. And it's been something that I just kind of vowed to start being more bold about. And it's crazy. Like now we have a podcast that's all about sharing Christianity. And so I would definitely say that's something that I've worked on this year and it it's been good. It's actually made my relationship with Christ that much stronger. Yeah. Yeah. And you made a really good point a second ago when you said, you know, every time that you shared it or, you know, even just shared Jesus or said anything about Jesus, you wanted to say it in a way where you knew that they would accept him if they didn't already know him. And I'm be honest, I find myself in that position too. And I think it's just a good reminder that, you know, the Bible says that we are to go out and sow the seeds and some seeds will fall on rocky soil. Like some seeds will fall on good soil, which means Jesus might bring someone else along to water that seed. And then they end up getting saved down the road. You know, some people accept Jesus that, you know, I don't know where in the Bible this is. I think it's Luke, maybe some people... Where is it? Matthew, we literally, my Bible study just did this last night, which is crazy. (laughs) Go ahead and read it. God's just speaking. Uh, Yeah, let me read it to you. You're talking about the parable of the sower, right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it is Matthew, is it 13? Yep, Matthew 13. So there's some fell along the path and the birds came and ate it up. Some fell in rocky places where it did not have much soil. It sprang up quickly because the soil was shallow. And then the sun came up and it scorched it and it had no root. Some fell along thorns, which grew up and choked the plants. Still, some other seeds fell on good soil where it produced a crop 160, 30 times what was sown. Yeah. Okay. Now read the part where Jesus explains what each of those mean. Because Jesus can do a much better job of explaining it than I can. (laughs) (laughs) So yeah, it said... The seed falling on rocky ground refers to someone who hears the word and at once receives it with joy. But since they have no root, the they last only a short time. When trouble or persecution comes because of the word, they quickly fall away. The seed falling among thorns refers to someone who hears the word, but worries of this life and the deceitfulness of wealth choke the word, making it unfruitful. But the seed falling on good soil refers to someone who hears the word and understands it. This is the one who produces a crop yielding 160 or 30 times that was sown. Yes, which means that one person that does accept it could go and share the gospel and bring, you know, so many new followers of Christ. But it's just, you know, it's just a good reminder that like no matter how many seeds we throw out, they may not all prosper. They may not all accept Jesus and become Christians, but it's just our job to throw the seeds. Yep. And I think it's really hard in today's society too, because if I'm being really honest, and I'm going to say this boldly, there's just so many lukewarm Christians where they're like, I'm saved and I'm good. As long as I'm saved, I'm good. And that's actually not what God calls us to do. You know, he says, and I know you probably know the scripture more than I would, but it, I mean, he calls us to go out and share the good news. Like that was one of his first commands to the disciples when he died on the cross And so it's something that for me, it really was unsettled in my heart when I was living in this place where 
I was okay being a lukewarm, lukewarm Christian because I was more comfortable there. You know, I knew that I read my Bible once every three months. <laughs> I had my casual conversations with God when I really needed something. I'm just going to be really honest here. And like, I was still living in sin and not because I'm human, but because I chose sin and justified it. There's a difference. And finally I was like, I, I want to, I want to change, you know, and, and I wanted that intimacy with God. And by doing that, it's helped me share the gospel in such a different way, because I've seen what God can do in my life when I decided to step out in boldness and be more than the lukewarm Christian. And I hope that's not offensive to anyone because I was like, that was me that I've been there, but it's definitely helped me share the gospel in a whole brand new way that have, I believe shown more of Jesus than anything else I've ever tried to do. So absolutely. Yeah. So we just wanted to share a few different ways that we're learning that you can share the gospel in your day-to-day life without feeling like, and I hate to even put it this way, but without feeling like you're shoving it down someone's throat or being like, Hey, let me, you know, tell you the story step-by-step of what happened, but just like almost casually making it a part of your everyday life. Does that make sense? Like, I don't want to like downplay the gospel at all by any means, obviously. But I do think if we all had more just like practical ways of being a light for Christ and sharing the gospel that way, that we would make it more of a part of our everyday life. We would be more conscious of doing so if we knew that we didn't have to always word for word be like, Hey, let me explain to you the gospel of Jesus Christ. Does that make sense? No, that totally doesn't. Before you jump into that, I think the perfect way to explain this in my head is that I used to think that the only way to share the gospel was to go on the streets in downtown and ask, have you been saved? Because I think that's what we put in our heads to share the gospel. And it's like, no, you can share the gospel at a grocery store. You can share the gospel on an Instagram DM. You can share the gospel in your neighborhood. You know, like you can share the gospel in so many different ways. And I think once you guys hear our list, you're going to see, oh, wow, I don't have to be holding the picket sign or passing out the brochures. Not that those things are terrible or whatever, but there's just easy, quote unquote, easier ways and more beginner ways to start sharing the gospel to, to others around you in a way that is a good starting place. I think. Absolutely. Yeah. And that's not to say that someday you won't be on stages sharing the gospel, you know, Amen to that. but yeah. uh, and that's amazing if you do, but mm-hmm. we just want to kind of get down on the nitty gritty, everyday, practical ways that you could do it. So, um, you know, I've always, I don't know where I originally heard this, but so many times that I'm in my life, I've heard the phrase share the gospel daily. And when necessary, use words, right? So if you think about that, share the gospel every day and when necessary, use words. So for the most part, when you're sharing the gospel, you don't even have to use words. Others can see the gospel and see Jesus through you just by the way that you love them. Yeah. And that's good. Um, The next one is when sharing the gospel, refer to your personal testimony and experiences. I am so guilty of this. I think when I first started getting passionate about how Jesus works and how he heals and he's, you know, the ultimate healer and redeemer and all these things, I'd get so passionate about seeing someone else and where they're at and saying like, you know, if you were only to believe in Jesus, he could heal you. He could fix you. He could, you know, uh, help you with your addiction. He can help you with your anxiety and your depression. And, and all that really is doing is me calling out all these things that I feel like this person needs to fix, which is immediately going to put like a defense up for the other person. And so something I've learned is instead of putting 
all of the things that Jesus can do for them because he absolutely can. I started sharing what he's personally done for me, how he's healed my anxiety, how he's healed my sexual shame, how he's healed my addictions, how he's healed, you know, my heart and my heartache. And in that process, it also takes that weight off of the other person to feel like they need to accept anything at that moment. They're going to be in a more reciprocal position to just want to hear more about what quote unquote, my Jesus has done for me. Therefore they'll want a little piece of that. They'll, they'll, or maybe they don't, but maybe they'll have that little inkling of seeing, you know what? I do see that change in you. I have seen that transformation, which introduces the truth of Jesus to them in a, in a new light. And so that's definitely something that's helped me. Yeah, that's really good. Um, another way that we can share the gospel, you know, on a regular basis is just by praying for people. And when I say pray for people, I mean like praying with people. I know this can be so nerve wracking, but I'm telling you, if you just do it once or twice, you will feel so much more comfortable with it. But, you know, instead of just saying, yeah, I'll pray for you, or I'll be praying for you or commenting on someone's post saying, I'll be praying for you, which I'm not saying those are horrible things, but what if you took it a step further and just do it right then and there? You know, there's something so powerful in that because when you pray for someone, pray with them right then and there, they feel Jesus's presence through you. I swear, at least from my personal experience, when people prayed over me in the past, it really, really made such an impact on me. Yeah. And I will say this uh, one time, and I I think I've said this on our last episode on prayer. If you guys haven't listened to it, go back. Um, I think it's something about being a prayer warrior, if I if I remember correctly, but I learned a lot of this from Sydney because I'll never forget multiple phone calls where she's like, we're praying right now. And I'm like, okay. And I'm like driving in the car and we're just praying, but I have implemented that in my life. And I had a girl reach back out to me saying she's never been prayed over. Like, isn't that crazy? Like there's people out there that haven't ever been prayed over yet. We are sitting here sweating to, to say words when they, they're not even expecting the words in the first place. So I definitely feel like there's so much power in that. And I will say just from my own personal experience, you praying over someone in in such boldness, that Christian that possibly, or maybe they're not a Christian, but if they are a Christian, will start to get boldness as well. It's a domino effect. And they'll start to remember the times you prayed for them and they'll get that boldness to start praying for people as well. I really do believe that. And so, um, but to piggyback off of that, I believe one of the things to start really sharing the gospel in a little bit easier way is to, to really start to live by the word of God. And I think this is super important because a lot of times when we try to share the gospel, Satan will use, you know, our sins and things like that to stop us and, and create that thought that we're hypocrites. And we already know as Christians, that's what we're considered anyways. We're considered judgy and, um, hypocrite, hypocrites. And I think just remembering to one, know what the word of God says, and just try to live by that as closely as you can. We're not perfect. You never will be. Well, we're never going to be Jesus, but I do think by making sure our actions align with our words is really important when we're being, um, vessels for Jesus to allow people to find Christ. And like I said, I want to say that one more time, we are not perfect and God is not calling us to be perfect. He used Paul, who was a very, very imperfect man to build churches. But I do just want to say it really does take, I think, at least the longing for to be more like Christ in order to share the gospel in the way that Jesus wants us to, because church hurt is real. Like 
church hurt is real and there's a lot of trauma behind it. And I think something that the Lord has really helped me understand is if I want to bring more people to Jesus, I have to strive to be like Jesus, you know, and I have to have a heart for Jesus. And so I do pray for that often. And um, I encourage you to do the same, like just Lord, give us the hearts of Jesus so that we can bring more people to you. So another thing that I try to do regularly, man, because if I don't do this, I'm like a different person (laughs) is I try to ask the Lord, like, Lord, give me eyes to see people the way that you see them Mm -hmm. um, and help me to see people through your light and help me to treat them in that way. Help me to treat them accordingly. Um, because people really will see Jesus through you just by you loving them differently than other people do. And let me tell you, it is very hard to live in this world in our sinful human nature and love people the way that Jesus does. But when we pray, like literally Jesus, give me Jesus goggles, like, let me see your people through your love, through your light, through how you see them. You will seriously have such a different amount of grace for people. You'll have so much more like patience and just forgiveness. It really does. Like I can feel such a difference on the days when I am walking with the Lord and asking him to, to do that through me. And then the days that I don't, you know, and it's like when, when we pray that and we ask the Lord to do that through us, he will remind us, you know, to do the things like simply forgiving someone when most people wouldn't or showing grace or, letting someone skip you in line at the grocery store, you know, or if someone did skip you in line at the grocery store, just let them go and just smile without getting irritated at them, you know, or, you know, letting someone over in front of you in traffic, whatever it may be, like those small things, I really do feel like people can see the love of Christ through you because these things are not the norm in our busy, hectic, self-serving society. So yeah, that's good. So our first soul scripture for today comes from Romans 1. Verse 16, it says, for I am not ashamed of the gospel, for it is the power of God for salvation to everyone who believes, to the Jew first and also to the Greek. Y'all, I needed the reminder of the scripture for those days when I, I won't even say that I've ever felt like ashamed of the gospel, but you feel awkward to share it or embarrassed or whatever, embarrassed to pray for someone or awkward to mention the name of Jesus in your typical day-to-day conversations. But this verse here says, I am not ashamed. So when those thoughts come of, you know, what are they going to think? Or what if they think you're ridiculous or stupid, etc.? Then you rebuke those thoughts and you just do it anyway. Don't do things based on how you feel, do things based on what you want. And what you want is for people to be saved and to know Jesus, right? Um, you, what you want is for people to know the freedom that they can have in him. So we do things based on that and not on how we feel at the time of, oh, well, I feel like it may be awkward. No, no, no. We do it based on what we want. I was also going to say, and I think those times I know it's happened to me where someone does come up to me and like, I had a girl at church come up to me and she's like, I don't know why, but I feel like God's telling me to tell you. And I know this is in church. So that's a different setting. So it's probably a little bit, a lot, like a lot easier for her, but at the same time, it's still awkward. She doesn't know me, but she said, uh, God just wants me to tell you to walk in your, in your authority, you know, and in that season of life, I needed that, you know? And so this goes to show you, there's so many times where sometimes you'll have this inkling of like, I should really speak of Jesus right now. And you don't, feel like, you know, why, or you just feel uncomfortable. You start to sweat. And like, I would say more time than most, it's actually exactly what they needed. And they, what, who is it that says, 
there's two things that are going to happen. They're either going to, they're like either going to accept Jesus as the Lord and savior, or they're going to just smile and give you the awkward little head bod nod. And it's going to be okay. Like it's very rare. Someone's going to actually be mad at you or anything like that. And I think that's what we start thinking. We think that they're going to get really upset or something like that. And most of the time, they're either going to accept Jesus or they're just going to be like, thank you, you know, and because they also sometimes don't know how to react, but it's always that seed that we plant, which I think is important. So the next soul scripture is Matthew 28, 19, and it's go therefore and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the father and the son and the Holy spirit. And to me, really this scripture reminds me like to be baptized is to be renewed in mind. And that's a public declaration. And And that we're accepting, washing away our past, all of our sins, all the things that we had, that kept us bonded. And now we're a new person in Christ. And I think there's so many people who need that. There's so many people who need to know that they don't have to be who they always have been and that they are different and who Christ calls them to be. And so I think even just that good news for people knowing that they're not in bondage anymore is so important. And that's what the scripture is literally telling us to go do is to make disciples of all nations, meaning all walks of life, everyone, there is no exception on who we're not supposed to be sharing the gospel to. And I think that's a really good reminder. Yeah. And you know, that verse that was like, well, from what we have recorded, the last thing that Jesus said before he ascended back into heaven And so if you think about it, like think about someone on their deathbed, not that Jesus was on his deathbed. He had just risen from the grave, but just in our worldly viewpoint of someone living in the world, like imagine someone on their deathbed, they're in the hospital, right? And they have the very last thing that they get to say before they pass away. Their words are going to be pretty important, right? And so I always think about that in relation to Jesus's last words, like that was obviously so crucial and important for us to hear this, that he made it his last thing that he said on earth. Yeah. Well, and it's the same thing though. He wasn't on his quote unquote deathbed. This was like, he was in spirit, but that was the last time that they were, that they really saw him in spirit. Like he was still with them in spirit, but this is when they, he, they actually saw him correct. Whenever he came back and they didn't know it was Jesus at first. And so, yeah, there's a lot of heaviness, like good heaviness to the words that he was speaking in that moment. So yeah, that's good. Yeah. And then the third and final soul scripture we have for today is Luke 10, two. And he said to them, the harvest is plentiful, but the laborers are few. Therefore pray earnestly to the Lord of the harvest to send out laborers into his harvest. So what this is telling us is that there are plenty of people who need Christ Obviously that's no news to us, but there just aren't enough people who are willing to share him. But y'all, this world is literally dying without him. We see that very clearly all around us with all the tragedy, tragedy. I don't even need to go into it, but if we don't stand up and start being freaking bold in our faith, more people are going to continue living lives that they are not happy in number one. We're going to continue seeing more and more evil, number two, and people are going to continue dying and going to hell. Like, just let that sink in for a second. Like, ask yourself, would I rather risk a little awkwardness or a little embarrassment or have this person spend eternity in hell? Yeah. Like, it sounds very extreme, but it's the truth because it's just like you just said a second ago, Jordan, like if the Lord is putting something on your heart to share, it could be something as small as like, hey, I really feel like the Lord is telling me to tell you that he's with you 
Yeah. Or that he has a plan for you. Like if you, and I'm not saying make things up obviously, but if you sincerely feel like God is putting something on your heart to tell someone or to pray for someone or with someone do it, because that may be the one thing that shows them that Jesus is real and that he really cares about them. So just do it, you know, like what's it going to matter in a hundred years, a hundred years from now, if it was awkward or you got embarrassed, well, it's not going to matter because you're going to be in heaven. But with a, in retrospect, if they accepted Jesus because it, they're going to be in heaven with you. So yep. you literally can't lose. Yeah. And I actually have a really good example of this. It's a story I totally forgot about until just now. Um, I hadn't talked to this one friend of mine in probably two, three months. Okay. So, and we were never the friends just to text and her name popped into my head one day while I was driving. And I was like, that's weird. Why would I think of her? You know? And I was like, well, that must be from God. So I'm just going to assume that I'm supposed to text her. So I text her. I said, Hey, I have no idea why, but I was driving today. And the Lord just told me to text you. How are you? She literally sends me a voice memo and she is bawling. Like she's literally bawling. And she had been so stressed. She felt so alone. And she said, Lord, if someone cares about me, send them, you know? And it's, she said like, just send someone to me. She's like, you don't have to do anything. Lord, this is literally what she told me. I have chills. She said, you don't have to do anything but just send someone to let me know that I'm not alone in this. And no, I, I couldn't help her situation in that moment. And it wasn't anything that was like dire or or death related or anything. It was like, she was just stressed. She was just stressed in life. And it just like reminded me in that moment where I'm like, God cares about even the littlest things. Like he really does. And so in that moment of me being like, uh, why would I text her? But I'm going to like, it was kind of weird for me, but And it wasn't about me in that moment. It was like all about her and what her encounter was with God in that moment. And so it just shows you that though it's awkward, you might feel so awkward. There's so much restoration that can happen in someone else's life because your small act of obedience and boldness truly. So, yeah. So let's go into our soul assignment. We'll just wrap it up with this. Um, ask the Lord, what is one practical way that you can share the gospel in your daily life? What is something that you want to start with? Or what is something that you want to make a habit of and get more consistent in with sharing the name of Jesus, especially when it's awkward, um, especially when it might be trying or um, hard because it is hard um, sometimes, especially in certain circumstances. But what is something that you can do in your daily life that will help you get better at this? Alrighty. Well, I am going to close this out in prayer and we pray that this blessed you and we hope that you join us again next week. Lord, I lift up the woman who is under the sound of my voice with this podcast. God, I pray that you embolden her with strength in her soul, that you give her um, just a great amount of courage, Lord, to share your gospel, to be the hands and feet of Jesus, to be a light, Lord, show her the ways that she can um, share you just in her everyday life, Lord. And yeah, I'm just going to leave it at that short and sweet today. (laughs) In Jesus name. Amen. Amen. Thanks for listening in this week. Just for hanging out with us. We want to give you a free gift. Go to withinhersoul.co slash freebie to grab your free quiet time template. This will be your guide during your alone time with Jesus. You'll journal your highs and lows, record your prayers, and you'll be able to express how you feel the Lord is speaking to you every time you spend time with him. It's extremely helpful if you're needing some guidance on how to find a quiet time routine that works for you. And before you go, make sure to subscribe to the podcast so you don't ever miss a new episode. You can also catch us at withinhersoul.co on Insta. 
We'd love for you to message us and let us know how we can pray for you. This is the Within Her Soul podcast. We can't wait to chat with you next week. See you then.